This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hey everybody, good morning. So glad to be in the living room with you this morning as we are coming together for Harbor at Home to receive, to share, to give, and to really experience something so profound in learning how to love each other as we dialogue around the word of the Lord today. So we are in a series on impacting the world, and we have been called to impact this region, our nation, and by God's grace, even the nations of the world. And so Jesus showed us a clear discipleship uh, framework of what it looked like. And it was simply just knowing God, loving other people, which we're doing in our, our Harbor at Home groups when we engage with each other. But out of these spaces now, we're being equipped and prepared to go out and change the world around us, outside the four walls of our large gatherings and out even inside of the four walls of our homes. You know, the kingdom of heaven operates within both of those spaces through us as Christ embodies us as his sons and daughters. But now we're called to carry this outside of the four walls to the world around us, to our neighbors, to our, our social relationships, to our workplaces, um, you know, wherever the Lord may give us influence. And so I want to focus today on what I've titled ambassadors, ambassadors that are called to impact. And if you think about an ambassador in the, national, in the natural, they are giving privileges and authority to represent a government. And, you know, they, they move in and out and across borders. They have you know, influence and impact on, on people of influence and impact. And, and this is really uh, the same exact thing that we've been called to do. We've been called to represent or represent uh, an otherworldly government that is built on the love of God, established by Jesus that opens the doorway for us to the Father who's the King of the universe, who sits enthroned over all the nations of the world, and he's calling us to rise up in this moment and make an impact. So we're going to take a look at what it means to be an ambassador who carries the gospel. We want to just get strong foundation here on, on what tools are needed in our tool belt. Last time we took a look at, at revelation and knowledge that empowers us to actually live an otherworldly kind of life. And we're going to go a little deeper in that today as we talk about ambassadors of the gospel. So look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. And Paul is laying it out here. He's laying out, hey, here's the gospel as simple as it can be explained. He says, for it is Christ's love. And he's talking about himself. Now, he's, he's using some pretty powerful language. He says that fuels our passion and motivates us. I want to just ask a question. What is fueling the passion of your life and what is motivating you? You know, I, I, I appreciate all kinds of passions that people carry, but if the passion of Jesus is not the primary passion, fueling and motivating us in whatever space, in our business, in, in our home, in, in law or in health or whatever mountain of influence we've been placed in, we've, we've got the wrong foundation of passion. It should be fueled by our passion and love uh, for Je- for, uh, that flows out of Jesus through our hearts and our lives. He says, because we are absolutely convinced, here's the gospel, that he has given his life for all of us. And he's talking about all of humanity, 
all of those created in the image of God. Jesus came to die for all, okay? It's very important for us to understand because how many of you know you come across people in this world that you can convince yourself there's no way Jesus died for that person, right? It's impossible, right? And we oftentimes judge or look at people through that lens. So if all died with him, he says, verse 15, he continues, so that all who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him. It's dying to the person that we once used to be and coming alive in Jesus to actually live a life that matters. In fact, he says, if you want to save your life, this life that you think is so important, you're going to lose your life, actually. But if you're willing to lose your life, you'll actually gain life. Get out of self-absorption, get out of a narcissistic framework, and start thinking about the other people that are out there that I've died for as well. I I am raising you up, and this is a a profound thing to think about. He's raised up some people to be initial ambassadors and others who are still unable to see. And he's called us, and there's a responsibility over our lives, to go and be these ambassadors to tell these ones that Christ died for all, including them. Listen, how many people are in the world right now that think there's no way Jesus wants anything to do with them because of the things they've done? There's no way that they have any possibility for redemption because of X, Y, and Z that happened in their lifetime. We're supposed to go and tell them, listen, Jesus died for you as well. So here's my question uh, as we move through these verses in 2 Corinthians. How should this affect our lives as it relates to how we view others? All right, Paul talks about it here in verse 16. Look at this with me. So then, once you captured this, that Christ died for all, he says, so then, from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. In fact, he says, we used to do that with Jesus. We looked at Jesus from an outward perspective, and there was things veiled on the inside of him that we just couldn't see. Listen, there is gold and there is potential in every human being that we see It's just, can the grace of God meet with that gold and draw it out and get them to move from the life that they were once in, to die to self, to give up that life and come in to resurrection life, newness of life in Jesus. So he just centers around the gospel again in verse 17, chapter 5. He says, if anyone is enfolded into Christ brought into Jesus by this yes that comes out of their heart. He has become an entirely new creation. Christ isn't looking for our religious activity. He's just looking for our yes to what he's accomplished. Yes, Lord, you are Savior and Lord. Gospel, not of just salvation, but of the kingdom of heaven. Your rule within us. Because in this gospel, the kingdom shall be preached. Preached how? Preached through our lives, Matthew 24, 14. For all the world to see, for all the world to hear, and then the desired aim of the Father shall come. This massive global harvest where the earth is now filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord that's shining through people. 
shining through ones that now realize that, that Christ died for them and they have died to their old self. And then Christ has been raised for them. Now they've been raised into resurrection, newness of life. In fact, he says, and all that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Can you imagine people out there that are just looking for a new beginning, a new start, and we have the key to giving them the answer to what that actually looks like? If all have died, all have been raised. And we're to bring this truth to other people. You've been resurrected in Christ. Even before, this is a profound thought, even before the foundation of the earth, we were crucified with Christ. We were raised with Christ, buried with Christ, raised with Christ. Look what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, and God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself. That's why when Jesus was coming to the world, the angels were to announce uh, to all that could hear You have found favor with God through Jesus. He is that reconciler. He's the one that's brought us back into relationship with the the Father. And that was all finished when he gave his last breath on the cross. And the authority that held mankind captive was taken back as Jesus ascended into the depths of the greatest darkness and overcame it all by the grace of the Lord. And position now humanity to come into newness of life. He's reconciled us to himself. But listen to me. The the most important part of this verse is the latter part. It says that he has given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. We are now these ambassadors that are to go and to make an impact. It's not just how is this going to happen just ethereally. It's going to happen on on our watch, on us being moved by love. If you go back to the first verse that we looked at, it, it's, it's Christ's love that, that fuels us and, pas- and, and his passion that motivates us, chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. This is where we, we flow in, in, in deep desire for other humans because it's, it's impacted our lives for real. We've been changed. We've been made into new creations, and we want to see other people enter into that same space. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, he says, in other words, just to explain it through another little angle, he says, it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world. He was that pastor over the world. He was, he was opening up understanding that, that the father is, is the caretaker of your soul. In fact, he's, he wants to be your best friend. But look what he says. Not keeping the records of their transgressions. Can you imagine, like, if you're looking at, like, all the faults and mistakes of people and you're holding back the gospel because maybe they don't deserve it, they don't understand that, man, they could become a new creation right now just by yes. I remember when I first came to the Lord, my family members would, would ask me this question. They'd be like, if someone, you know, took someone else's life and they were to understand the gospel that you're talking about and give their hearts to it fully, you mean that they would be in heaven with the Lord tomorrow? And I was like, absolutely. That's such a profound thought that forgiveness on that kind of level could happen. Redemption on that kind of level could happen. But it's hindered when we look at people's transgressions, when we view them from an outside-in framework versus an inside-out, what's possible for them on the inside. And he says in the latter part of verse 19, and he's entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door 
Talked about keys a couple of weeks ago, things that, that permit on earth, things that are permitted in heaven, things that lock and shut down things on earth that are, that are locked and shut down in heaven. We got to start making a way in this world through our own lives, experiencing these things, his love fueling and, and giving us passion to, to begin to open the doors of reconciliation to other people. This is why I, I really believe with my whole heart. I mean, crazy goal, but all of South Florida, what would it look like? What would it look like if it became the best place to live and to work and to raise our families? God is now shepherding, hear me, the world through you. Pastors uh, of this movement are sitting in the living room all around you right now. This is who God is raising up. This is who he's going to utilize to see this come to pass. Verse 20 and 21, look with me as we wrap this up. He says, we are ambassadors of the anointed one, verse 20, who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through us. Can you imagine that we're the mouthpieces of the Father to the world? You know, when it's, it's, it's not just on the Lord. He, he's now giving us this assignment. He's like, listen, you are my ambassadors. You are given privileges. You are given authority. You're going to be given protection by me. I'm going to make and, and provide vehicle for you to go and to take this message into spaces you could never go by yourself. He says, so we tenderly plead to you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled to him. That's what repentance is. It's being able to see clearly. It's changing the way you think. When, we, when he's talking about turning back, it's not like trying to stop doing sin, you know? Okay, just white knuckle it. Try to hold on. Try to have a day where you don't do anything stupid. No, it's changing the way you think, which changes the way you act. Be reconciled. Turn back to God. Look at this in verse 21. This is so powerful. For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us. So this one Jesus who lived on earth as a man, gave up his divine rights and privileges of God, though he was fully God in the flesh, he gave up those rights and privileges and lived as a man, and he knew no sin. He showed us what's possible in the grace of God, and he became sin for us. Check this out. So he took on the sin that we have come to know being born in Adam. And it says, so that we who did not know righteousness, a right way of living, wholeness, spirit, soul, body. He said, so that we who did not know those realities might become the righteousness of God through our union with him, through the acceptance of what he's done for us. As he was an ambassador to our hearts, we are now called to be ambassador to the hearts of others and open up the possibility for people to have union with God so they can become the righteousness of God. In fact, we're no longer even viewed as sinners. We're viewed as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's an identity change. Now, does that mean we're not processing through our awareness of, of, of belief systems becoming fully aligned with the truth? Obviously not. We're, we're growing in that. But that affects and pulls out the true essence of who we actually now are in God, the righteousness of Christ. 
So if all have been crucified with Christ, if all have died, we should die and give um, that life, that old life back. And we have been raised with Jesus. We now are no longer in that place of death that we once were. And if all have been raised and all have been seated with him. In just a minute, some uh, questions are going to come up on the screen as you guys get ready to dialogue around this whole reality of making impact in the world as ambassadors. Have such a beautiful conversation around the Word of God that actually is what's going to foundationally position us to go and make this change in the world. God bless you guys. I love you. Have an amazing time in your conversation in your Harbor Home Group. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.